The last unicorn dies tonight. A sphincter says what? What? Say what one more goddamn time. What? A movie? Come on, yeah! the goddamn brownies. Well, you're gonna pick up the mess because you are a garbage man. Say what one more goddamn time. Take them to the movies. They show a lot of scenes at the bowling alley, and we, right. we do see, uh, you know, uh, people bowling a lot in the beginning. But this is a lot more. We see a lot more bowling montages uh-huh. in, in this movie. Um, you know, where he's teaching them how to bowl, and you know, when they're on the road bowling, all these different groups of people, like the bikers yeah. and the old old people and the farmers. <laughs> uh, before we get started, do you have a like a paper towel or a napkin? Because I really, oh yeah, sure. I really need to blow my nose right now. Absolutely. Yeah, you grab some napkins. I got one of these uh, fidget spinners from... uh, Drive savers. <laughs> I've had it in my back pocket. I forgot it was there. <laughs> oh, or they, they were handing those out at work. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I got to say, for this one, I'm a little underprepared. You forgot your iPad. Nice yeah. job. Nice going, Jeremy. So, do you mind leading this one for the most part? <laughs> yeah, not 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 at all. I, <laughs> okay. I, I took some, I took some notes here. Uh, I hope it's sufficient. Um, but yeah, um, so we are actually recording now. Okay, so, uh, if you want to get us kick it off, sure. All right, hi everybody. Uh, welcome to Take Them to the Movies. I'm Taylor, and I'm Jeremy. And today, this week, we're talking about uh, a, a, we're still on a bowling kick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so we decided. Um, you know, I mentioned Kingpin uh, during the Big Lebowski podcast. So we're doing Kingpin this 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 time. Right. 1996 movie, uh, Farrelly Brothers. I've been calling them the Farley Brothers oh. for forever, <laughs> but thanks for cor- correcting me on that. The Farrelly Brothers, Bobby and Peter Farrelly, at uh, we know from the classic movie Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber came out in 1994. There, this is the follow-up movie to that, and I saw some similarities, not just the bowling aspect of between this movie and The Big Lebowski, but two brothers, two uh, writer-director brothers. Yeah. Like the Coens, and uh, the, they were coming off a big hit. Coen Brothers were coming off of Fargo. The Fairley Brothers were coming off of Dumb and Dumber, and these two movies followed kind of a similar path. They didn't do that well in in yeah. the box office. Not at all. Yeah, uh, I, I think they they said that the opening weekend for Kingpin only grossed five million, which they and they were yeah. Oh yeah, devastated had, by that. They they were told it, it was predicted to get like something like eighteen million in the you, opening weekend and totally flopped. And, and even eighteen million would have would have hurt a little bit because uh, estimated budget for the movie was twenty seven million, right? So they were expecting to get you know they were expecting to come in under as it was, right? But this hit them even harder. But they bounced back really well because after this, I yeah, think the, it was something about Mary was the one that followed this movie. Yeah, so the. Dumb and Dumber, big hit. Kingpin kind of flopped. But 
when Kingpin came out on video, it was at number one for like four weeks straight, which yeah. was unheard of. So um, it was a you know slow, slow burn when it came out on video. Everyone started probably talking about it and passing around, just being like, "Have you seen this fucking movie?" It's got Woody Harrelson, Randy Quaid, Bill Murray, who is amazing yes. in this movie. Even though he has kind of a small role, he's a integral part of the story. And he's um, bigger than his role in the movie. He comes out. He mean he's. I mean he's such a small part. There's not very much that he actually does in the movie, but his presence on screen. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> it is huge, and. Um, yeah, he, he's sort of the reason why uh, Woody Harrelson characters, Roy Munson, his life is all fucked up because we'll get, when we get into the story, we'll tell him, you know, how he's kind of responsible for uh, Roy's shitty life and his uh, missing hand. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, so I was watching the Blu ray uh, edition last night, and there's a, a, an extra called Extra Frames with the Farrelly brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. came, was uh, done in 2014. Uh, the movie wasn't actually written by Peter and Bobby, but like two other guys, uh, I, I forget their names, but they were just like, you know, we really liked the script and thought that this is just right up our alley as far as like the, you know, the sense of humor that it has in the story. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of like gross, uh, you know, toilet humor and just like sick body comedy <laughs> stuff a lot more slapsticky in this movie than the big lebowski whereas yes. the big lebowski was more witty and you know you know jokes based on words rather than visual right. actions so yeah uh, it was written by uh barry finero and uh okay. mort nathan mort nathan okay yeah so um Either they said it, it was a you know the fairly brothers said it was a good follow-up but it took a lot of time to get made and uh but they found the people that you know the right people for the roles. Uh, Woody and Woody Harrelson and Peter Fairley were actually old roommates. Yeah, college roommates. Yeah, college roommates, and also yeah, well, Woody, and they're and they're friends. Yeah, good, good friends. They know each other for years. Uh, while Her- you know Woody Harrelson was doing Cheers, um, and then he got him to do the role. He was playing pool with Woody Harrelson. He had this crazy like three ball bank shot that he had to make. And he yeah. said to Woody Harrelson, like, if I make this, will you, will you do Kingpin? And he made the shot. Yeah. Woody so. Harrelson said, yeah, I'll do it. Cause <laughs> yeah. he probably thought he was going to say no. Right. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's lucky. Um, they wanted Chris Farley, I guess, to play Ishmael at first, but yeah. Chris Farley was committed to, he was locked into like some comp, you know, movie contract or another. So he couldn't do it. Uh, so they ended up getting Randy Quaid and, they wanted also to get Bill Murray, but they didn't know how to get a hold of him. So they so then Randy Quaid says, "Oh, I know how to get in touch with Bill Murray." I yeah, just, he made I, a phone call. Yeah, yeah, he made a phone call. He said, "Here, give me a couple minutes." He went over, called up. He made a phone call. Came back. He's like, "All right, Bill Murray's going to do it." Yeah, because Bill Murray's his <laughs> own agent. He has like a, a eight hundred number or something that he uses to for people to get a, a hold of him. Smart. That's yeah, smart. He doesn't have to pay an agent. He doesn't have to pay the middleman. Yeah, no fucking middle guy. And he's got more control over the roles that he takes. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So that, that special feature you're talking about, you can also find that if you buy this movie in iTunes. Because I bought it in iTunes. It's in my. I, I have the DVD, but I wanted it in my iTunes library, so I went ahead and bought it in iTunes. And I saw that same special feature, so... Yeah, and they were talking about also uh, Lynn Shea, the landlady, 
uh, who is great in this movie. She came in. Yeah. In apparently, f- apparently they didn't want her at first. Yeah, but then she shows up in in full costume and in character, and they thought she was a homeless lady at first. <laughs> yeah. She's like walking, where's your ashtray? Like, he's like, oh, how are we going to tell her to get out of it here? It took them a while to realize who yeah. she was. She got him. She got him good. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and one of the things uh, that I noticed during that interview was uh, P- uh, Peter says, you know, writing comedy should be hard work. But shooting comedy should be fun work. And they had a lot of fun uh, shooting this movie. It looks like it. Yeah. Because <laughs> th- th- there there are some parts where, like when, uh, like in one of the montages, or, or at least in both of the montages, actually, um, it looks like you see natural smiles on the actors' faces. And it looks like they're having a good time while they're making this movie. Yeah, really just awesome cast uh they all work really well together and uh while Randy Quaid and Bill Murray were pretty good natural bowlers apparently Harrelson sucked and also (laughs) also I think Bobby really sucks at bowling too you see him and Peter's just destroying him he's like not a good bowler at all um and the movie was uh apparently shot outside of Pittsburgh so Mm -hmm. they used that for like outside of Pittsburgh for the Amish country and also Areas around Scranton. Right, right. Yeah, it takes place... Uh, Which is where Roy lives now. Yeah. <laughs> the town, same town as The Office. Yeah, same town as The Office, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I guess the Fairley brothers, you know, they, uh, well, one of them was born in Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh, and then the other one was born in Rhode Island. So we see a lot of that in their other movies, too. A lot of it takes place or starts in, in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber starts in Rhode Island and goes to you know Aspen. Yeah. Uh, something about Mary also starts in Rhode Island and goes to Florida. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of the themes that uh, auteurs have. You know, they they like to they like to do similar things in similar settings. You yeah, know? go with what you know and all that. Yeah, exactly. So, so the story of Kingpin, <laughs> we start off actually in Ocelot, Iowa. The middle of nowhere. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've and never it, even heard of it. I don't even know if it's a real town. It may not be. It may uh, not be. <laughs> but yeah, some small town in Iowa, you know, they got a, like a, you know, frosty freeze, you know, burger shake stand. Yeah. It's Looks a, like an old style Dairy Queen. Right, yeah. right. And uh, we, we go to the Munson. He, uh, his dad, I guess, is like a repair guy or like a handy handyman gas station owner. Uh, it's 1969. Cat Stevens is playing. Oh, very young, you know. And it's like pretty <laughs> idyllic, you know. Father and son rolling some bowling balls in the in the back, you know. Uh, he's setting them up, and then Roy's knocking them down. He's like, you know, pretty natural bowler. And uh, his father says like something like, you know, you put that in a bottle, you got something sweeter, sweeter than, than you. you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's stuck. They're getting getting along great. And uh, his father tells him, you know, if you uh, apply the lessons that I've taught you, not just to bowling, but to your life. You're going to be grow up to be decent. You're going to grow up to be moral, and you're going to be a, a good man. <laughs> and then we fast forward to 1979, and it's fucking disco, disco inferno, burn, baby, burn. And then Roy walks into the bowling alley, and he is hot shit, man. Everyone loves him. Yeah. He's just, he goes to... He's a local celebrity. Yeah, he can just walk up to a guy, take his pizza, and eat it. 
<laughs> and no one gives a fuck. <laughs> they cheer him on for it, too, you know? Yeah, he's the town hero, and everyone loves him. He just won the state bowling championship, so he's got this ring on. He shows everybody his, his hand. He's very proud of himself, and everyone's really proud of him. His dad's there, and he's just got a tear in his eye. He's like, I love my son. He, he fucking bowls strikes every time, does a split, makes the ball, like suspend halfway down the lane yeah. <laughs> and then throws he a does strike. the splits yeah a couple <laughs> kung fu punches <laughs> yeah and and it's a, it all is well with the world you know but um you know now he's got to go out on his own and make a career for himself mm-hmm. and his dad gives him his watch he says you know i was never able to get it working you know maybe you can pawn it or something if you get yourself into a jam and he's like oh thanks dad i really appreciate it gets in the car says goodbye to everybody you know they're wishing him well and then uh he ends up playing in a odor eaters uh bowling championship yeah. and this is where we see bill fucking murray you think he's an announcer at first because he's like it all comes down to this roy munson a man child with a dream to topple bowling giant ernie ernie mccracken if he strikes He's the 1979 Odor Eaters champion. He's got one foot in the frying pan and one in the pressure cooker. Believe me, as a bowler, I know. But right about now, your bladder feels like an overstuffed vacuum cleaner, and your butt is about to, like, explode bratwurst. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an about-to-explode bratwurst. He's like, do you mind? I wasn't talking when you were bowling. Was I talking out loud? <laughs> He's talking into his fucking bottle. And, uh, of course, Roy strikes and wins wins the tournament. Yeah, it beats Ernie. Ernie does not take it well. <laughs> but we don't know how good Ernie is at this point. Right? So we just know that, hey, Bill Murray's his character. He went up against who we know <laughs> is the ultimate bowling you know, extraordinaire from a small little town in Iowa. And he lost to the small town farmer kid. Yeah, right? so he's a yeah. little miffed. Mm-hmm. He takes his ball, gets up, doesn't congratulate Roy on his win. Not a good sport. Pushes his way out. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then the next thing we see that uh, somehow (laughs) Roy's car is on the, broke down. He's at the, the, uh, the gas station and uh, Fatim or whatever the guy's name is, uh, tells him, Oh, someone put sugar in your gas tank. Sugar. Taste, taste sugar. (laughs) Puts in his mouth. (laughs) Okay. I get it. Sugar. Um, he's like, well, who, who did this? He's like, I don't know, because I'm crazy kids around Bad here. Bad neighborhood around here? <laughs> yeah. So, so how much is it going to cost? $1,500, which is the coincidentally the exact same amount that he won in the Odor Eaters yeah. Championship. He's like, that fifteen or no, two grand. $2,000? Yeah, yeah, that's going to wipe him out. So, maybe, yeah, maybe just had like a $500, you know, save, save, saved up for the road. And now he's lost his winnings. He's, uh, his, his car's no good. This is when Ernie McCracken shows up. and uh, <laughs> Did I wake you, Fatima? <laughs> Did I wake you, Fatima? He's like, watch the door. And he, hits, he hits Roy with the door. He's like, oh, Roy, hey, funny seeing you here. And he's just like, oh, hi, Mr. McCracken. He's like, uh, he, he takes him to uh, inside, give him a bite to eat. Roy's yeah. eating oatmeal. <laughs> Roy's eating. Not, not really I don't know. To... I don't know if it is. I mean, it looks. It's yellow and it's creamy. I don't know what it is. I mean, it almost looks like soggy cereal. But I think I think it's oatmeal. It's very okay. hard to eat and and talk at the same time. And uh, Ernie's given the scoop about you know being a professional bowler is not as easy as it looks. You got to kind of 
maybe hustle your way through it and, mm-hmm. and make some bets to try to, you know, get across the country because you're going to some... run out of money on your tour and you need to make some supplemental income. Supplemental income. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this scene, this scene is fantastic because we really find out how much of an asshole fucking scumbag Ernie McCracken <laughs> is. Right. And so Bill Murray ad libbed all of his lines in this movie. I mean, he looked at the script, he got the idea, he got the point, and he's like, he tossed it out, and he's like, <laughs> I got he's this. like, all right, I'm just I'm just gonna throw out my lines. And this is new to the Farrelly brothers because this is their second movie. They haven't done this before. And so they learned to just let the camera roll. When Bill Murray is there. Yeah, just let him run with it. He knows what he's doing. And so this scene, he tells the waitress to wash her perfume off before coming back to their table. <laughs> he tells Roy to go eat his meal outside. And Why don't come you go back- take that outside? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go take that outside and uh, come back in when you're done? And then he says hello to a woman at a table behind them. She says hi, and he says, not you. Not you. And the other girl looks at her, and he says... The other girl looks at him. He says hi. Yeah. She says hi. So, and all of that was like like ad libbed by by Bill Murray. Yeah, but the and, girls weren't expecting it either. They're like, we're not supposed to be. In and that's why their reaction looks real genuine yeah. behind them the, in the background. Yeah, they're right? a little surprised. They're like, and it, <laughs> it wasn't planned because those girls are out of focus. Yeah, they're so just, the cameraman, yeah, be, yeah. the cameraman can't change focus to get those girls in the shot, so they're still blurry, <laughs> yeah. right? And he's talking to them, and 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 they went along. I mean, yeah, when you're working with Bill, he try to he, keep up. Yeah, well, he knew how to manipulate the extras. It looks like you know he's kind of a people person. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, and the, and the end scene, he really knows how to work a crowd. The yeah. more people there. Uh, the better, and uh, he's just so fucking natural. Yeah. yeah, and he's such a scumbag in this movie, <laughs> but the actor himself, he's a bit of a legend, and this scene kind of helps cement that in, if, if you understand like how... It's probably yeah. one of his greatest performances. I'd put it yeah. right up there with Ghostbusters or uh, you know Groundhog Day. Oh, and yeah, he, he's always really good at playing the uh, antagonist. Yeah, and playing a jerk, even though he's even, even when in he's the main character. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> like like in Groundhog Day. Yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> a total in asshole. that movie, complete asshole. But he's, he's an asshole in Scrooge too. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh yeah, big time. Even even a little bit in Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, he, he's 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 kind of a jerk in Ghostbusters. In, in Ghostbusters, well. he's a poon hound. Snarky poon hound. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> he, he he's. He, he'll do, I mean, he's not afraid of throwing people under the bus in Ghostbusters to get what he needs, right. you know, um, except except for maybe Ray and Egon. But that's a whole other movie. We'll get to that. Yeah, eventually. When, when we get back into the 80s, yeah. probably. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Ghostbusters. So the whole gambit, uh, they're at a bowling alley and... Um, it's like this really shitty bowling alley. They're walking up the <laughs> stairs. They're like, people actually bowl here? They live here. They die here. They get, they get their, their mail, mail here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't know about this, Mr. Murkrack. He's like, I think we should leave. He's like, hmm. Oh, you're right. You know, uh, I wish I had the guts to tell my parents that I didn't have what it takes to be on the tour. Let's go call them. You know, maybe we're just about to go to sleep. We better hurry before they go to bed. Yeah. He's like, all right, no, I'll do it. He's like, good, good flip up. Good, good flip up. <laughs> <laughs> So their whole uh, fucking con here is to pretend that they're dictionary salesmen mm-hmm. door to door, and uh, Roy is throwing out his beers. 
He's yeah. ordering beers and throwing them to the into the plant, and then uh, Roy really knows how to play along. Roy yes. gets it. So uh, the bartender is. Um, <laughs> he's like, well, I think uh, I'd be able to uh, accommodate <laughs> accommodate. <laughs> accommodate you. <laughs> I forget that actor's name, but he's in like other of uh, their their movies as well mm-hmm. as yeah. just like a little bit part. But he's really funny. And then uh, they're like, all right, let's maybe bowl for some money. He's like, no, no, you're you're not gonna blow your bonus here. You did so well. You're on a gravy train with biscuit wheels. Another ad lib line. <laughs> gravy train with biscuit wheels. Like, why would you want to blow that? And he's like, let's just have six or seven more drinks and then go. <laughs> so they're bowling these guys. There's like a priest there and uh, they're they're losing. You're yeah. like you're into us for about like you know something like five hundred bucks right there, and well, uh, we know they're setting them up. Yeah, I mean, totally you got these two professional bowlers here. Yeah, and playing against these these guys in this podunk Pennsylvania town. Yeah, Roy ends up with a six t- six seven ten split. Yeah, that's six, the seven. six seven ten. You'll make that when my hair the day my hair starts falling out. Uh, it talks through. Uh, the priest like father can you do something uh sorry boys uh you know bowling for money it's my only advice and then the boy just hey, here's your drink <laughs> here's your drink father he's like oh, thanks sweetie he's like he two bites slaps vices. her on the ass he's okay like, two bites all right two and, he, and bill murray's like well that's still very good <laughs> <laughs> yeah so double or nothing uh i can make that spare he's like no fucking wait not not for five hundred dollars not for fifteen hundred dollars let's go he's like come on you he's like come on you chicken shits put up my share you know i'm good for it uh they put up like fifteen hundred dollars and he's like come on bill he's like come on make your silly spare spare. or miss it or miss it (laughs) (laughs) come on boy bowl my name's not boy it's roy (laughs) <laughs> makes the fucking split. He's just like Roy Munson, bitch. <laughs> and I'm wondering how they did that because that there had to be some movie magic there because Woody Harrelson. Woody sucks Harrelson at is a notoriously bad bowler, and he admits it himself. I'm thinking strings. He just had some yeah. strings behind the pins. Um, but the bowl, the, the ball though, like oh, he had yeah. He had, was that digitally altered? Did he just like get the ball on the uh, on the alley and? You know, broken did, clocks did, right two times a day. So even though if he's a shitty bowler, I mean, maybe he just got it in the right spot and they, you know, pulled off the shot. Right. So, Bill uh, Murray's like, I, Ernie McCracken, he's like, what I tell you, what I tell you, what I tell you. They're in the car. They're about to go. That's when Roy notices mm-hmm. sugar in the back seat. Why do you have sugar in your back seat, Mister McCracken? <laughs> <laughs> and the look on Didn't his face I is tell? so sincerely like nervous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Didn't I tell you to call me Ernie or Big Ern? It's from my morning coffee. This <laughs> <laughs> is when the back windshield gets smashed out. All right, you pieces of shit, get get out of the car. He's like, Roy's like, what do we do? He's and he's like, well, you know, every once in a while, a bowler's got to face the music, and he pretends to get out of the car. And then Roy gets out, and as soon as Roy gets out, he gets back in. He's uh, he's all. <laughs> And that, that bowler is you, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> and he speeds off. Yeah. And this is that life-changing moment for Roy because <laughs> he loses his hand. Yeah, he, they, they drag him up to the back into the bowling alley. And this is like typical Woody Harrelson typecast like role, role. In every movie that he's been in like up to this point, I've noticed that he's just like this really 
bad gambler. White man can't oh, jump, yeah. money train. He's always the guy that they're like hanging off the Indecent fucking roof. Indecent proposal. Indecent like, proposal, He gambled yeah. his wife away in that movie. <laughs> Sold the dummy more to Robert Redford. <laughs> What an idiot. He's just like, no, I'll pay you back. I swear. They put him up to the fucking ball return and turn that thing on and like shove his hand into it and fucking make cripple his hand. He he has to amputate his hand. And then 17 years later, at least he's got still got the ring. Oh, yeah. So they yeah, let him have still, the ring. They let him keep the ring. They've now, the guy who it. flips that switch and turns on the ball return. Oh, yeah. The guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, I guess he he's actually wheelchair ridden, and he was friends I think with well with one of the Farrelly brothers. It's either Peter or Bobby. It might have been Bobby. He's he um, he got into an accident when he was nineteen years old and got put in that wheelchair. Oh really? And uh, the Farrelly brothers knew him way back then. They've been friends since they were kids. Yeah, since they, they were teenagers. They work with like a lot of like uh, physically or, or mentally handicapped people. Um, not to like make fun of them or anything, but they. They say yeah. that oh, we look up to these people. These yeah. people are heroes because, uh, and in this movie we see with you know Roy's amputation, a lot of it is about ultimately overcoming that disability. And there's a metaphor in there somewhere for Roy missing his hand and right. being a bowling champion without his hand. Yeah, despite his uh, his handicap, he can still overcome it and yeah and this being their second movie uh you know they're like they told that guy like hey why don't you come and uh why don't you come and be in this movie for us you know and he he did it and now he's got an acting career and he's been in other movies of theirs yeah. like uh did you ever see shallow hal yeah he was a cab movie. driver in shallow hal uh, when yeah, he was yeah. when shallow hal was looking at uh <laughs> at that at that ugly chick sitting in the back and he's telling her she's all beautiful and he's the cab driver up front going what? <laughs> so we cut to 17 years later we're in scranton pennsylvania uh shitty apartment building alarm goes off that has holes in the top of it and then we just see a hook come slamming down onto it and it's roy lost all his hair looks severely hung over and uh we can tell that yeah he's just fallen into the pits of alcoholism mm-hmm. and his life is sh- total fucking shit yeah um he can't go back home he's ashamed of who he is today yeah totally ashamed and he he gets up uh leaves his apartment we see like two guys sitting out front (laughs) hey roy can you get sick drinking piss i think he can (laughs) even if it's your own And then we see his uh, his landlady. Hey, Captain Hook! <laughs> <laughs> Better have my rent money. <laughs> he drives off, and uh, apparently, what he does for a living is is a salesman for like bowling supplies. Um, even though he can't bowl, you'd think that he would just walk away from bowling, but it's yeah. still, I guess, a passion for him. So he's trying to still be involved in the bowling community yeah. any way he can. So he he's talking to the bowling alley guy and he's like i got you down for a 50 gallon drum of uh you know uh lane wax or whatever the fuck that stuff is and then he's just like look i told you we don't need nothing and he's like what about i put you down for aggressive fluorescent condoms i mean those things are fun even if you're alone we don't even have a novelty machine in the men's room <laughs> you call this a bowling alley <laughs> and then we hear a strike Roy turns around, and this is where we see Randy Quaid's character, Ishmael. Yeah. And 
Roy, you know, light bulb goes off in his head. That it goes up to him. He's like, "That's a hell of a strike that you, you just rolled." He's like, um, "But he's like, uh, the head pins coming around." You're I gonna... bet when you're off, you leave a lot of buckets. Yeah, exactly. He's like, "You Six, could five and nine or something." Yeah, like that. yeah. And he's like, "You could tell all that just from me throwing, watching me throw one strike." He's like, "I didn't see it. I heard it. I heard it." Wow. That's how good Roy is. Yeah, he's got an ear for bowling. Um, and then he's asking, like, what's your average? He's like, 270. He's like, wow. And then he, he's just like, well, you know, uh, I, you know, you, you could really be, you could turn, he tries to convince him to turn pro. Yeah. And then he's like, mm, no, no thanks. He leaves. And then the bowling alley guy's like, don't bother. He's, uh, he's, he's Brimfield. Yeah, and that's an Amish community. He's like, he's Amish. He's like, no fooling you. <laughs> so Roy follows him. Ishmael's on his bike. Uh, Roy's in his shitty little convertible. And he, yeah, again, tries to give him so I could be your manager. He's like, why would a bowler need a manager? He's like, why would a bowler need, need a, a manager? manager? <laughs> Don't you need a friend? And he's like counting him off on Someone his rubber hand. Someone who's always going to stand by your side and never, ever, ever betray you, no matter what happens. <laughs> oh, yeah, and before, he, uh, this is where we start the running joke where, like, uh, he's like, how do you know so much about bowling? He's like, well... Maybe this will. Oh yeah, that like, gag. Yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, that's really something. What's that made of? He's like, fourteen karat gold. He's like, huh, looks like rubber. He's yeah. like, the the ring, not the hand. <laughs> yeah, anytime he refers to the hand, people think he's talking about the ring. And the one time when he refers to the ring, or any, or the one time when he right. refers to the hand, people think he means the ring. <laughs> so. Where are we at? Oh, yeah. He says, yeah, no, I'm not interested. He rides back to his house. He's like, screw you, asshole. You don't even <laughs> deserve a car. You suck. I hope you burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> so Roy goes back to his apartment, gets some coffee on the way, um, and he notices a baby. This is where we see the, the woman pushing yeah. the stroller. He's like, oh, let me help you with that. He latches onto the stroller with his hook and pulls up. Pulls him up and then uh, he spills a little bit of coffee, little bit on coffee the baby. and the baby starts. <laughs> oh, these are precious times, precious times. Hey, little, he's like snapping his hook at the baby. The the mom's fucking the, freaking the out. The end of that. There's a little bit of a thing that was cut out at the end of that because the baby's got its bottle has milk in it. Oh yeah, and he needs milk for his coffee. <laughs> and what they don't show you, at least in in the standard versions. Is that after he leaves the young mother, yeah. he's walking towards a garbage can and he's got he's got palmed in his hand the bottle, and he picks up the bottle and he starts squirting some of the milk in his coffee. Right. But they cut that out for some reason. But I've seen that in some of the removed deleted scenes. Maybe it's just I don't know too gross because I mean it's like he's drinking breast milk. Yeah, it could be. It, well, it could be formula. It could be breast milk, but. Um, but yeah, that that was that that that's something that's not in there a lot, and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> so then he's walking back to his apartment, and he um, it's showing his landlady getting robbed for her purse by this guy with a knife, yeah. and he, <laughs> he like swings the knife at her. He's like, "I'll cu- I'll cut you up," and then Roy steps in, he throws the coffee in the guy's face. The guy runs away, and he's like. 
you know, um, are you okay? And the landlady's like, you're a hero, Roy Munson. He's like, oh, no, nah, don't worry about it. I would have ran in the other direction 90% of the time. He's like, oh, oh about the rent. Don't you worry about the rent, Roy, because I know that you are good for it. <laughs> Cuts back to his apartment. The guy, the robber guy is there. They were in yeah. cahoots. And They're he's friends. Like, he's like, 50? I thought you said 25. He's like, I think it's worth it for getting third-degree burns on my retinas. He's yeah. like, no, that, that coffee wasn't even that hot. And he's drinking another cup. He's like, that coffee's hot. He's like, give me something to read. I need to take a crap. He's like, here, take this. He hands him a bottle of shampoo. He's, he's all like, pert plus. I've already read this one. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any of that mentadent? And then the <laughs> landlady comes in. He's like, Roy, I know you like the drink, so I got you a bottle of Hey, what the hell? Are you how'd you get in here? You son of a bitch throws a coffee. He in throws the coffee in the guy's face. Ah! The guy dives out the window, it's and he's gonna all, be a hundred. He's like, I, some people never learn. It's like that, that was is hilarious. Yeah. Like, that is it, Roy. I am calling the cops. He's like, no, wait, 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 wait. There's got to be something we can do. Just take a brief, deep breath. No, 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 no. Come on, I'll, I'll make it up to you. There's got to be something I can do. And she just goes, huh. Well, there is. It's <laughs> got that look on her face, like, well, there is one thing. <laughs> She's in bed. Uh, Simon and Garfunkel's "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend" is playing, and uh, Roy's in the toilet puking his guts out, and she's just sitting there smoking a cigarette. She's like, "What is it about?" Good sex that makes me have to crap. <laughs> you really, you really <laughs> charged something loose there, Tiger. <laughs> I guess Paul Simon, he personally approved the use of that song for that scene. <laughs> so he thought it was funny. The Paul Simon seal of approval. <laughs> no, of course, no. She yells at Roy, tells him to get a real job, and she walks out. Throws a bowling magazine. But... Give up this bowling crap and get yourself a real job. <laughs> Roy did something right because he, dra- he straightened out her spine. Because she was hunched over before. When she's walking out the door, she's standing up straight. <laughs> she's walking out that door. Wow. <laughs> yeah, tell, tells him, you know, or, uh, you know, next time he's going to make her fucking eat her out. <laughs> Just like super fucking and gross one of the, teeth. And one of the deleted lines, she says, you better start practicing your tongue exercises. Right. And then, but she, they, they didn't have that in the... In the uh, iTunes version that I bought. So, Roy sees the thing for the Reno bowling tournament. First prize is $1 million, winner take all. And he's like, I got to get this Ishmael kid to to join me and and go to Reno. So, he uh, infiltrates the Amish community. (laughs) It's apparently very easy to do. Just dress up like him and just say, I'm Hezekiah Munson from Ohio. And uh, immediately gets accepted, has dinner with them. Uh... And uh, <laughs> of course, you, he has no idea how to be Amish, so he's not fitting in at all. Yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of suspicious of him, but Amish people they're just so nice; they just have to kind of play along. Mm-hmm. Um, Ishmael shows up; he's like, "Oh shit, what is he doing here?" And he's like, "You better leave. You know, these uh, they're gonna find you out, and uh, it's gonna be bad for me. So you're just gonna make trouble." So he's just like, "No, look, there's a tournament in Reno, one million dollars, and uh, you know." With you know my knowledge, you can beat these guys. So uh, the next day, <laughs> he wakes up. Uh, the little boy's like, uh, his his bed's made, but he's not in there. He must have left. And they're like, Thomas Ishmael's brother's like, oh, I guess uh, 
Brother Munson was afraid to get his hands dirty. And then we see Roy running out the barn. He's like, he's got a bucket full of milk. (laughs) Milk. Ah, I woke up a little early and I thought I'd take the liberty of milking your cow for you. He's like, we don't have a cow. We have a bowl. (laughs) It's a mid-sip. I'm going to go brush my teeth. It's Uh, a joke that was already done previously in City Slickers 2. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, There's a part where, so John Lovitz, he he says that I woke up early and I milked your cow. And Billy Crystal says, we don't have a cow, we have a bowl. His name is Norman. (laughs) Okay, yeah, it's just, so it's a nod to uh, City Slickers. City Slickers 2? Yeah, City Slickers 2. Okay. Um, now, the guy who plays uh, Brother Thomas, he's actually related to the Farrelly brothers by marriage. Oh, is that I right? I think he married their sister. <laughs> and he's been in a bunch of their movies yeah. also. So uh, that's one thing that the Farrelly brothers love to do is, you know, they, they like to recycle their friends. Yeah. You know, and throw their friends back in, very, stuff like that. Very inclusive uh, yeah. guys. So um, we see the barn raising scene. Um Roy can't really carry the toolbox, and then they're uh, sending Ishmael off to watch the children. He's like, oh, I wanted to help with the barn. And his grandfather's like, you'll help with the barn after dinner. Uh, we see Rebecca, which is, I guess, uh, Ishmael's uh, lady friend. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> She smiles at Roy. Roy's Rebecca. like, Rebecca, I'm sorry. It's, uh, it's round, it has three fingers, and you stick your hole in it. <laughs> you leave Rebecca out of this, mister. <laughs> Uh, the dinner bell rings. Roy, uh, is in the middle of raising the wall. He runs off to, to go get dinner. And then like Thomas and all the Amish dudes are standing up and just be like, I don't know how things are done in Ohio, but in Pennsylvania, you don't run off to the dinner bell wall in the middle of raising a 2000 pound hole. (laughs) So come on, brother Thomas, you know what it says in the Bible about not forgiving people. Oh, maybe you could tell us all what it says in the Bible, Miss brother Munson. Well, you know, it's it's against it. It's against it. <laughs> so uh, Roy's still trying to convince Ish to uh, go to Reno with him. Uh, they see Buttercup, which is the biggest horse in the county. Uh, That's a huge horse. Big old horse. Uh, Ishmael's grandfather says, can I have a word with you? And he says, Brother Munson, uh, could you take the horse's shoes off? And then he's <laughs> fucking with the horse. Now, this is one of those scenes, you know, where they have a comedic gag happening in the background <laughs> while two characters in the foreground having a conversation. Yeah. And there's got to be a name for that. But there, but there's, I, I tried to look up, there's no name for that type of shot. Right. You know, they, they don't have a name for that. They just call it a visual gag, right? Yeah. That's something that deserves... A name, because you see that in a lot of different places, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. But Simultaneous. Uh, like, who knows? A- action. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, he. so in the background, you know, you see the barn door open. Chickens are flying out. You hear <laughs> the sounds of saws <laughs> cutting into stuff. And Grandpa ex- explains to Ishmael, we're in trouble, son. Uh, the bank is threatening to foreclose on our land, <laughs> and we need to come up with half a million dollars. And then the storm's coming, and he's like, oh, I guess the angels are bowling. Because I guess uh, the whole thing was that his, his grandpa's the one who introduced Ishmael to bowling. Mm-hmm. It was their secret. They were bowling in secret. So um, he says, oh, the angels must be bowling. Maybe they'll send us a messenger. And uh, Roy comes out. I, I took the shoes off. Uh, 
<laughs> it was hard to do, but uh, finally got him. He's them holding the hooves. the hooves. He's got the hooves. He didn't take the shoes off. He took the feet off. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where we see Ish leaving with Roy. Uh, Rebecca right, is telling him, mm-hmm. you know, be careful out there amongst the English. Try not to be corrupted. And he's like, don't worry about it. Your you kindness know. gives me strength. And nothing will make me stray. And... Uh, Roy's not dressed as Amish anymore. He's wearing his normal clothes. Yeah. yeah he's, he's dropped the charade at this The point. jig is up. I drive yeah. a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a skeevy bowler. Uh, so then they go uh, to a bowling alley to kind of, you know, try to uh, see what he's got. He's into it. He's introduced Ishmael to cigarettes already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you shouldn't smoke, Mr. Muntz. It's bad for you. He's like... Why would there's no one that's done more research than the American tobacco industry? Uh, they say it's harmless. Why would they lie? If you if you're dead, you can't smoke. And he's like, he's so naive. He's just like, like huh. huh. And he's the next next thing. Next he's, thing he's got a cigarette in his <laughs> mouth. He's and he's like, you want some coffee? He's like, I don't drink coffee. It's a stimulant. What the hell do you think cigarettes are? He's like, oh okay. Uh, I'll take an extra large, two, two sugars, lots of cream, lots, of lots cream. of cream. So he's been drinking coffee. He knows. Yeah. He knows what coffee is. <laughs> they walk out of there. I was like, what the hell is that? I, like, oh, I thought I did pretty good. You know, it's just a little better than me at all. He's like, one eighty six, huh? You're carrying a 270, 270 average. average. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. He's like, you lost to a club player. <laughs> so this is where we find out that Ishmael's not as good a bowler as we thought because he's been bowling extra frames. 15 frames because the Amish do everything that the you know regular um, people do plus, plus a half. Yeah, yeah, you work eight hour days, we work 12, you know. You and your 10 frames, that's for Quakers. <laughs> so now the, Roy realizes he's got some work to do. No, he's, he's going to take it. He's giving him back. He's just like, that's oh, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he wants to drive him home. He's given up. Ishmael like, doesn't want to give up. He's like, pull the car over. Let me out. He's like, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, they expect, he's like, they'll, they'll, they'll forgive you. You've only been gone a couple of days. He's like, that's what they expect me to do. But you know what? Yeah. I'm going to keep going. Yes, yeah. I'd rather get Munsoned out here in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> no, Munson, yeah. This is our face. first use of the word Munsoned. He's like, Munson, what the what the hell is that? He's like, you know, Munsoned. You know, it'll have the whole world in the palm of your hand and then blow it. And he's just like, it's a figure of speech. It's like, apparently the word, yeah, Munson has meant uh, failure. And it's spread all over the U.S. <laughs> Even to the Amish community. Even Ishmael to the Amish community. Uh, he knows the word Munson. And so this is this isn't a real word. So it doesn't ex- it doesn't exist in the standard lexicon or vernacular. Well, I think it is a real speech. word now. I mean, I would the use Farrelly it. brothers have invented a word. Yeah, figure speech Munsoned. <laughs> <laughs> but so Ishmael, the strength of his character is that he doesn't want to give up. He can't go home. He can't face failure and rejection. Right. He's been living in his brother's shadow, and now it's time for him to step up and do what he can to help the family. Right. Right. So we know that he's a bit of a lazy Amish person, right? Because when he came in the door earlier, his father asked him why he's late this time. Because he's bowling. Well, he, he's all, well, the, I was out in the field and the stocks were broken. I just like fix it. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, he, he, he knows the situation that he's in. Right. And now it's his chance to turn things around and maybe get some respect. Sure. And yeah, if he can save the farm, he's the hero. And maybe he can earn Rebecca as a wife. 
Sure. Yeah. So he doesn't give up. And he convinces Roy, look, let's go to Reno. Let's do this thing. Roy actually... Roy's hesitant, but Roy's like... It's his only shot because he sees a thing and he looks in his rearview mirror and sees the landlady yeah. doing the fucking fingers and he's just like, I can't go back. I can't go back either. So yeah. he's just like, I was just, you, congratulations, you passed the test. He's like, yeah, we're, we're both screwed. I, I think it's like, uh, damned if we do, damned if we don't. Let's do it. I don't think, well, he doesn't really paint the reality picture. He He fools him again. He lies to him. He's just like... You you passed the test. I was just testing you. Well, he has to be manipulative in order to get his way back into Ishmael. Yeah. You were just testing me. <laughs> yeah. Ishmael's gullible. He's going to fall for it. Right? So he's going to use... I mean, he's at this point, he still sees, okay, maybe I could still use this kid. Maybe I could teach him a little something. So he manipulates Ishmael. Yeah. And now he's schooling him on bowling. We see this montage where he's just like... Bowler's two worst enemy are his eyes and his ears. You got to close these, shut these, and just feel it. <laughs> gets <laughs> he, in the fucking he's sitting nuts. on the ball return, so he's going to lose his nuts to the ball return. Yeah, he should just stay away from the ball return. <laughs> it, it, it's never good with him. Um, and then, yeah, they, they, they say, oh, well, we, we got to bet to make it to Reno. You we don't I mean? have enough money. He's like, I'm not going to bet. It's against my religion. He's like, listen, you stupid banana head. You don't have to bet. I'll bet for you. He's like, oh, that's cool. What's the worst that could happen? And Roy <laughs> looks at his hook and he's like, oh. <laughs> uh, so then they're trying to they're trying to pull the same scheme that uh, yeah. him and, and Ernie were, were pulling before uh, about being dictionary salesmen. And Rob Moran, <laughs> another recurring yeah, actor was, in these movies. I, I think he, he was a barbecuer in uh, Me, Myself, and Irene. Right. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's the guy at the pool. Um, he's, he's the bartender, but he's also Stanley, who we see he, later, the gambler. So no, He's not Stanley. Uh, Rob, no, 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 that's a different actor. Is that a different actor? Yeah, that's a different actor. Yeah. I thought it was the same fucking guy. Nope, nope, okay. different guy. That that guy. They look similar. <laughs> that guy. Um, I got his name here somewhere. It is. Shoot, where was he? It is. Oh, it's uh Rob Moran. That's what I said. Yeah, fucking but, Rob Moran. Yeah, but but the the. Are you telling me the the guy that's in the the bullying? They're, they're trying to run the the con on him. He's like, I forget how this con works again. That's not Rob Moran. That's not Rob no, Moran. No, that's not Rob Moran. Oh. That's somebody. So else. Rob Moran is is Stanley, but the bartender's another guy that kind of yeah, looks like him. Yeah, the bartender's another guy who's in an, is who in a, he, he's in the bartenders in another Farrelly Brothers movie later has a real small part where he's at a he's a barbecuer at a pool. Oh, okay. And me myself and Irene, but yeah, they're different actors. So uh, the bartender's not falling for it, but he's like, all right, look, if you guys are looking to bull for money, I know this guy, um, but you know, you got to really bring a lot of money to... Show up at this address yeah. at midnight and bring <laughs> money. Yeah. So they show up at this mansion. Uh, <laughs> Stanley's little henchman guy comes out, fucking scares him. <laughs> okay, pull the ship box over there and come with me. Uh, Park the ship box, come with me. <laughs> And we meet Stanley. And Claudia. And Claudia. Yep. Now, Stanley is uh, one of our villains. So we've got two bad guys, right? So, uh, and they're both from the past, right? So 
Claudia is our female lead. Stanley is her villain. And, of course, Ernie McCracken is Roy's villain. Roy's nemesis, yeah. And uh, Ishmael's nemesis is failure. <laughs> and the, all three of those are following our characters throughout this movie. Right. Stanley, uh, the guy, Rob Moran, I remember back when this movie came out, in the 96 Olympics, the guy, Rob Moran, the actor, he was traveling around to different bowling alleys, and he was promoting the movie, and he was getting a petition signed to have bowling uh, submitted as an Olympic sport. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he was doing it with, uh, with the 1-800-COLLECT uh, 1 mascot. Now, I don't know if you remember 1-800-COLLECT. Back in the 90s, it was a service that you could dial. If you needed to make a collect call, you dial 1-800-COLLECT, and you can make a collect phone call to somebody, and the collect rates would be cheaper than using your standard phone provider's rates. So him and this guy, the mascot for 1-800-COLLECT, a guy always dressed up as a bumblebee. I don't know if you remember those commercials back in the 90s, but the two of them together yeah. were traveling around trying to get this petition worked out, trying to get bowling submitted as an Olympic sport. Bowling is not an Olympic sport? I don't think it is. No. I guess it didn't work. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Ishmael is bowling with Stanley. Stanley is on his last frame and leaves one pin standing. An open frame in the 10th that I was robbed, damn it. <laughs> yeah, that line, that bit of line, uh, that dialogue, I've, I felt found, uh, I found that to be a little forced, maybe. Like, I use that line all the time yeah. when I'm bowling. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got 228. Ishmael needs three strikes to win. Knocks the first two out, no problem. And then this is where Claudia says, I'm a little thirsty. I'm going to get a beer. She goes to the freezer. And the freezer's so cold, she turns around. And you see her nips. And he's, she's just like, oh, I'm sorry. You guys uh, you guys want one? Where are my manners? Do you guys, anybody else want to drink? And we're going to say, I'll take a couple jugs, mugs, uh, uh, one, one, one bottle. bottle. One bottle. <laughs> Ishmael's like, oh, don't trouble yourself, ma'am. I'll get that for you. He goes, and the same thing happens to him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, just bowl, buddy. He's kind of nippy. <laughs> Hits the strike. They win the money. He's like, oh, my hat's off to you. You know, I'll pay you guys. And, uh, that's when they noticed the, uh, or no, the, uh, well, well, well first they excuse themselves because yeah, Claudia Claudia's mouths off to him and he takes her into the room. Like, yeah, the farm, uh, looks like the farm boy beats Stanley on his, on his own track. Could I see in the other room, dear? You hear an argument. Yeah. It sounds like hitting, smacking. Um, and he comes in and he pays them and the body, I mean, his friend had this look on his face like. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah, he's going to live up to the bed. He's going to pay him. All right. He's like, let's play another one. He's like, no, we got we to gotta get going. And he's like, what the hell is this? A $100 bill wrapped in Monopoly money? And they're just yeah. like about to like fuck him up. Lights go out. There's a scuffle. Uh, and then they run out with Claudia. Mm -hmm. Jump in the car. Something like Mighty Mighty Boss Tones is playing ska music. And yeah. they, they, they flee. They get out of there. And uh, <laughs> the very funny part where... Uh, uh, Roy's just like, nah, he's fine. <laughs> we look in the back seat and fucking uh, <laughs> Ishmael's just got this terrified, frozen yeah. look on his face. Um, they're at, they go to a restaurant and they're trying, you know, 
uh, woman asks Ishmael to dance. He's dancing, and uh, there's a uh, we see another. They're hmm. having a conversation, right? So Claudia and Roy, they're finally alone. They're having a conversation about what to do. Roy doesn't want her help, but she's got money. And, and, you know, Roy needs to work on his game. It's been a long time since he had done any grifting. He's a little out of touch. Claudia says she can help. She can help them get to Reno. She's got some stake money. Roy says no. Right? And now, in the background, there's a bit of a kerfuffle. Because, uh... Yes, Skid- Skidmark. Skidmark. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Skidmark. And I guess Skidmark is related to Seabass. <laughs> He's got a funny hat. It's just like ass, gas, or grass. No one rides for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's about to uh, kick the shit out of Ishmael. Roy comes up, and he just looks at him and knocks out Ishmael. And he's just like, take that, you freaking piece of shit. You don't mow another guy's lawn. <laughs> High five Skidmark. He's like, yeah. Cuts away. <laughs> They're in the They're car. They're in the car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Claudia said, you know, Claudia grabbed the burger because, you know, it's going to be Ishmael's last meal. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, (laughs) Rose is like, look, you know, I was thinking since Claudia's been so nice to us, I think she could just join us. And Ishmael's so happy. He's just like, oh, so if if I could see, I'd kiss you (laughs) because he rubbed tobacco sauce in his side. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't want him to think we were in cahoots. (laughs) So Vanessa Angel has joined them now. Yep. Claudia and uh, yeah, and then they go on. These, there's another montage in the movie yeah, of them traveling to Reno, and they're stopping at several bowling alleys along the way, scamming people or not scamming, but betting. Yeah, and but using, she's using her distraction techniques. Yeah, right? showing a little skin there, except and, for the farmers. Yeah, the farmers, it's not working on them. And then uh, Ishmael knows what to do. Yeah, he <laughs> puts a sheep in there. <laughs> he can't focus with the sheep in the in the background. He winks they, at the sheep. They steal a rascal scooter from an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> she can't pay up. <laughs> and uh, they end up at the Jolly Jumper, this like mo- you know motel that they're at. And uh, this is when Roy decides to get Ishmael and make a run for it. Yeah, he's like, we got to get out of here. And he's just like, he's, what about Miss Claudia? Shh, no, we can't tell her. And then uh, they're leaving, and he's just like, "Yeah, the the there's a military uh, emergency, and uh, we got to evacuate the area because it's going to be infested with a, a toxic a giant cloud, cloud of, of shit. Shit, a cloud of shit. <laughs> we got to get out of here. <laughs> Come on, Miss Claudia. Claudia's like, Can I have a ro- word with you, Roy. And then they start arguing, like, you were going to run off and leave me. And he's like, you know, I." I know that you were thinking about doing the same thing. I just beat you to the punch. They have this hilarious fight. Yeah, this hilarious <laughs> fight scene. He punches her in the tit a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> She's like kicking the shit out of him. And then they notice like Ishmael's gone. Yeah, now in that scene, when he's biting her in the leg, you can tell he's got his hand inside the glove because the fingers wrap around her leg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... They go looking for Ishmael, and while they're doing that, Roy notices that they're outside of his old hometown. He stops outside o- Ocelot. He's Ocelot, like, yeah. Ocelot. He's just like, yeah, this is uh, this is where I grew up. I have never been back here, you know, since I left. And he tells Claudia about uh, his father and how I mean, he died ten years ago, and he couldn't go back for the funeral. He couldn't stand to show his face there. Yeah, and how yeah, yeah this watch. He's like. 
never got it work and he's like it's ah, it's funny it's almost like time stopped for me when i left this town yeah and he's driving through town and he sees relics of the past yeah the the burger shacks closed down and he sees an image of himself as a young boy eating right. ice cream out front watching cars drive by yeah pretty sad so they keep looking for Ishmael. They have this really funny scene where the, this guy's holding a cobra. He's like, yeah, yeah. Cobra. I offered that guy a job, a really good job. Did he, he take he, it? He took it, and the cobra bites him in the head. He's like, you son of a bitch, you're going to my stew. Bites <laughs> he the biting cobra. the cobra. They, they end up at this strip club. They're looking, you know, they tell the, the owner, like, you seen this guy, tall, kind of. It was what kind of stupid looking. He's like, well, naive. naive. And we, we see Ishmael is working as a stripper. Yeah, he's dancing, <laughs> making money too. Yeah. He's cleaning up, and uh, they. Uh, he seems to know what he's doing, but I think that's more Randy Quaid knowing how to dance <laughs> on stage. <laughs> yeah, knows how to get those dollars. Uh, so there's another flea scene here where they, where they where they yeah. run out of the strip club and they're uh, playing that same song again. The same like yeah. Uh, Ska fucking song. Ska was very popular in the mid-90s. They, they, they do that a lot in the Farrelly Brothers in their movies. Like They, they come in with a song. And that's the song. They play a few seconds and the song drops off really abruptly. Right. And uh, he's like, I, uh, Ishmael's like, you know, I, I heard the way you, you guys were talking about me back at the motel. And he, he you know, doesn't want to go back. And then they... They convince them. They're like, you know, life can kick the shit out of you sometimes. And I think we were both tired of life kicking the shit out of us. And, you know, you stop trusting people. And we we know that we fucked up. And, yeah. we, and we're, we've made up. New yeah. beginnings. New beginnings. How so do you what feel is that, like- the feminine hygiene spray? <laughs> <laughs> so they convince them to, to eventually... Come to mm-hmm. Reno, and they and they end up in Reno. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Jefferson's on ice. I love the <laughs> love the Jeffersons. They apparently get fucking hammered their first yeah. night in Reno. They wake up the next day, and uh, Ishmael's got like the beer helmet on. <laughs> he's he's got a tattoo. Yeah, he's got, he's got like a little four leaf clover, and he's freaking out. He's just like, "What are we gonna do? I can't come home now." And he's just like, "I've Dot. desecrated my body. Yeah. That's it. I can't go back." <laughs> It's like, don't worry, we'll burn that off in a jiffy. And he's just like, yeah, it's not really that bad. He's, and Roy sees his back. It's like this huge tattoo of a woman's <laughs> chugs. He's like, he asks Roy, what's wrong? And he's all, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they go down and they're, uh, they're ordering food. He's like, two 64s and a 41. Uh, oh, that 64 looks pretty good. Oh, I heard that 41 doesn't look, doesn't look too bad either. And then <laughs> we see... Bill Murray, bigger McCracken. Yeah, they, they've gone to the 32-topping potato, potato bar. Potato <laughs> get a baked potato, and that's when they run into Big Earn. Yeah, he, he's a big shot now in the bowling world. Uh, he's being interviewed, and um, she's like, you know, who, who do you see as a threat? He's like, huh, maybe myself. Maybe I'll trip and hurt myself. And he's just he's so like, are you going to lose? Maybe if I trip and fall down, I'll hurt myself. Maybe then I'll lose. <laughs> right. And then uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah. He sees uh, Ishmael and Roy. He's like, Roy Munson. The Munson? Yeah, it must be a year for every topping on the potato bar. And he's just like, you know, I've thought a lot about what I would say to you if I ever ran into you again. He's like, I'll bet. 
<laughs> hey, nobody ever twisted your arm. Oh, I can't believe I just said <laughs> twisted your arm to months, and I can't wait to tell people. Yeah, and Claudia's with him, and he's just, and Ernie knows Claudia. Yeah, from back in Chicago, we had some good times, baby. I know you haven't forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> so Claudia has been around. Yeah, and Roy's like, you fucking, you fucked this guy, and she's you know just, him. Yeah, she's just totally ashamed of herself, and uh, yeah, and he's like, you. F- it's like you fucking ruined my life. He's like, yeah, no one. I didn't twist your arm. Twist your arm. I can't believe I said twist your arm to Munson. Wait, I can't wait to tell people. And he's like about to, Roy's about to punch him. Ishmael stops. He's just trying to lower you to his level. And Bigger is like, look, let me give you some advice about this guy. He's a natural born loser. All right. He's a real Munson. <laughs> I would give him a wide berth. Yeah. <laughs> And then Ishmael takes a swing at him. Yeah. But he misses. He even pisses, pisses off Ishmael. And yeah. Yeah, and Ishmael. He's an Amish guy. Yeah. He's never fought ever. He breaks his arm. Or not his arm. His fucking hand. Yeah, he his breaks hand. his hand on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, goes to Claudia, I'm in 1103. <laughs> yeah. So this is an important part because Ishmael is our meal ticket to getting the money for the Amish. Yeah. Splitting the money, saving the community. They're fucked now. Bailing out Roy so Ray could pay his rent. Claudia is probably going to get a share too. They, sure. Uh, save that. And so everything that this movie's built up to is now gone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they got the 42 grand in a bag that they made from hustling across the country. Mm-hmm. So, um, But Claudia goes up to her room and Stanley's there. Boo. Yeah. yeah. She, she's like, how'd you find me? He's just like... Um, he's like, you shouldn't have quit me, baby. She's like, you shouldn't have hit me. <laughs> and he's like, you think that hurt? Wait till you see what I do to your two friends. And she's like, they're losers. Forget them. I well, got, I got forty two grand. Let's leave right now. Yeah, she's trying to, she's trying to protect them. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I missed you, and we will just run off, you know. And he's like, all right, fine. So they, they run off. Roy and Ish go back up to the hotel room, see that she's gone talking to maids uh did you see well, well first uh ishmael's in the bathroom oh right yeah and uh he comes out you're not taking a crap in the sink are you <laughs> yeah. uh he comes out um roy looks at his hand lightly touches it you can hear some snapping in it and it's he's broken. like yeah that's broken yeah. ishmael can't bowl his hand is hit it's it's mangled it's broken yeah and they get, then they go looking for claudia yeah and the maids are there, and he's like, um, oh, she left with two guys. Oh, two guys? You mean you saw her with us? No, these guys were good looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so now they don't even have the 42 grand in the bag anymore. Oh, you got the bag, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The bag's all right. I gave it to Miss Claudia to hold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go down to the bar, <laughs> and... Um, Oh, yeah, we missed a scene earlier with Chris Elliott gambling. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but when they're back at the bar, Chris Elliott makes a return. Yeah. And Chris Elliott's one of my, he's one of my favorite comedic actors from the 90s. Uh, he just does the most ridiculous things. He'll do anything for comedy. I almost rented Cabin Boy this week. When oh, I, that would have been a good one to talk about. Yeah, I went to the last blockbuster in America to, to rent Kingpin because somehow I don't own it. My brother doesn't own it either. <laughs> Um, but um, they're at the bar. Roy looks at a guy. He snaps. He says, who are you calling a psycho? I didn't say anything to you. 
<laughs> guy throws some money down and leaves. And you see a reflection of Chris Elliott in the glass. He comes up, up and smiling. He's smiling. Hey, he guys. makes a proposition. He says $1 million to sleep with your friend here. One night, $1 million. I'll let you guys cash. mull it over. And he steps into <laughs> the background. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. And, and, uh, and uh, Ishmael's like, uh, what's there to mull over? Are you going to tell this guy off or should I? <laughs> I'll handle this. He whistles. <laughs> and then it cuts away. And there's a scene with Woody Harrelson, Roy, throwing up in a mini in there. Like air. a virgin. And this is the, this is... Such an interesting joke because they're 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 doing a play on indecent proposal, right. which Woody Harrelson was in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the whole joke would not work without Woody Harrelson. No, it wouldn't. It would not have worked at all. <laughs> and so you know, Woody Harrelson was up for that joke. Yeah, he probably didn't say no to that at all. <laughs> but it's all hallucination. It's all in Roy's mind. Yeah, it snaps back to the to the bar and. Uh... This is when he's like, I can't believe I trusted her. And he's like, look, Ishmael's like, look, we came here to win a tournament. And that's what we're going to do because we got the best player. You. He's like, me. He's like, yeah. He's like, You're going to bowl. You're going to I'm not going to bowl. You're going to bowl. You're an idiot. You are <laughs> a moron. Look at me. He's like, look, I, I know you lost your hand, but like, you still know how to bowl. You're really really good you know i'm sure just you know after a couple frames it'll all start coming back to yeah you. it's like riding a bike i mean you know 17 years of uh fucking not bowling and being an alcoholic <laughs> and this is this is the twist that i was not expecting in that movie right. i saw this movie like three times in the theater i love i love this movie and i first time i saw it i wasn't i was not expecting that right for yeah. him to just like yeah, sure. strap on his rubber hand and yeah. start bowling um i was really surprised by that part in the movie and they started doing it. Yeah, and uh, Roy suit, suits up. So he has his uh, his old bowling uniform from back in the day with like the red, white, and blue and the stars on yeah. it, old school. And uh, yeah, he's there in the in the line. He starts bowling, and his hand comes off and gets stuck in the ball yeah. return. <laughs> so he went out well, and have a, flat a Phillips head screwdriver. <laughs> the guy's all no. no. <laughs> yeah, Ernie's there. They're going through it. He's he's actually doing well now. He's he's picking up his. He's uh, getting back into he's it. Getting back he's into doing it. it with a rubber hand. Yeah, and uh, people are starting to take notice. Like this guy Roy Munson from like back in '79 has come a out of retirement. A promising young star. Yeah. in the '70s. In the '70s, yeah, he's he's coming back, and yeah, now he's getting the he's getting rep- reputation. They're calling him the Rubber Man. The Rubber Man, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and. They're side by side, we got a montage of Ernie knocking people down, winning, beating his opponents. Yep. We also got, uh, you know, in the same montage, you know, um, you know, Rory beating his opponents yep. and knocking them out of the way. And the two of them are going to meet later. Now, there's a scene in the montage I really don't understand because in one part, uh, it there's a it's it's a rack shot. And a rack shot is when they focus on an item that's either in the background or the foreground and they change focus. And this rack shot, there's Roy in the background, he's bowling, and Bill Murray's in the foreground and he's blurry. It changes so that Bill Murray's in focus, um, Roy is blurry, and the Bill Murray, Ernie McCracken's opponent, is getting up to roll a ball. 
And Ernie McCracken stands up and he tucks his fingers into the back of the guy's pants for some reason. <laughs> and I don't, I'm, I'm trying to understand why he's doing that. Because he's not tucking in the guy's shirt. The guy's shirt is tucked in. So is he trying to sneak like a, like a bill into the back of the guy's pants to pay him off and make him lose? But that doesn't make any sense because no, Ernie McCracken rolls strikes. So Ernie McCracken is good and he doesn't need to pay off anybody. Right, it's just Bill Murray ad libbing. I think I, I don't know. I, so if I if I ever had a chance to ask Bill Murray one question, I'd ask him about that scene. <laughs> I'm like, what is Ernie doing in this scene? I think he's just tucking in the guy's pants to like fuck with his head and just get into his head. Okay, because he does that with Roy, you know, where yes. he's like he's fucking, with, he's like, you know, takes his ball, puts it around yeah. his head. Brings it to Roy and then drops it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And then we cut to uh, a scene where Claudia is watching the TV in a sports bar. Uh, Stanley's gone to the gone to the bathroom, and and she's like, "Turn on ESPN." And the bartender's like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, she's Roy. uh, You know, made it to the finals, and she's cheering for Roy. Yeah. Come on, Roy. Yeah, and it's uh, it's gonna be a showdown. Yeah. Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah. yeah. I love that song. <laughs> and uh, we see Ernie McCracken's ball. He pulls it out. He shows everybody. He's got a rose in there. I want to know where that ball is at today. Bill Murray probably has it. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but the heat is on. Mm-hmm. And so we got another montage of the two of them going at it. Yeah. And the pressure's on Yeah, because Ernie knows that Roy can beat him. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, it's very neck and neck, and yeah, he knows that Roy is a really good bowler. He already lost to he already lost to Roy once. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and even though Roy's got a rubber hand, he's still kicking ass. That's right. And so the pressure's on. Ernie's like, you know, his hair's all over the place. He's sweating, coming undone. He's looking. It's ridiculous. a million dollars on the line, and he think Roy might beat him. Right. Yeah. So, uh, right before the end, this is. Where we see Thomas shows up. Thomas was actually sent to go get Ishmael back. Yeah. yeah. He vows to go find him, and he fucking drives all the way across the country to Reno in his little horse and buggy <laughs> and ends up at the tournament. Uh, must have been a fast horse because he uh, scoops up Ishmael. He's like, we're leaving. He's like, no way. I, uh, they're, you know, They're about to finish this i got half a beer left no way i'm going home he's like we're going home now he's like okay okay <laughs> <laughs> Roy turns around ish isn't there yeah you know ishmael's gone uh, he's left him i'm wondering if that kind of affected roy mentally and if he it kind of threw him off of his game it doesn't though because he he's he gets a um the dreaded 710 split yeah but then fucking nails it yeah so now the pressure's on ernie He's got to get three, three strikes. strikes. Three strikes. Three strikes to win. And I guess when Bill Murray was filming the scene, it was done without any special effects or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, he actually got those three strikes. Yeah. And the crowd's reaction in the background, that's a legitimate reaction to, to, Bill, to Bill Murray rolling three strikes in a row. Yeah, and this is a huge upset. This is not the way I was expecting this movie to go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you expect Roy to win because he's the underdog. Yeah, and he's the hero, and and that's the, the that's how we get the happy ending. Mm-hmm. With uh, now it's like Ernie wins the money. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah, and he's just like I'm the greatest. 
I'm big earned! I can buy my way out of anything now. Finally, big earners above the law. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a funny line too that the announcer is just like, yeah, uh, this man's gonna win a lot of political offices after his <laughs> career is over, which uh, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like uh, Donald Trump in a way. Like he's on the, you know, he's a fucking skeevy poon hound who's just like thinks he's he can buy his way out of I'll anything. I bet you, big earn has said, grab him by the pussy at least once in his life. Yeah, and uh, oh, uh, where the t- chick with the big tits comes out and kisses Big Earn, she like he like leads her away by her tit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in the commercial too, when they're at the bar, Roy looks up at the TV and he's just like, "I'm Ernie McCracken, and this year I'll be sponsoring a fatherless family in every city I bowl in." <laughs> the kid's like, "Sometimes I wake up and Mr. McCracken's already there, <laughs> sponsoring a fatherless family in every city he bowls in." So this is uh, shocking. Yeah. Roy's sitting there. <laughs> he shakes Roy's hand and takes off the hand. And he's just like, ah! He freaks out and he throws it in the audience. Yeah, the guy's sweeping up later. He's like, tough luck, Mr. Munson. And uh, he's totally defeated. Yeah. And then uh, we see him back in uh, Scranton, PA. He's giving up liquor. He's pouring his... Uh, yeah, he's pouring out all of his alcohol. Yeah. And then- so he's... he's- me so this is character growth and that's something i really like in a movie is character growth when the character stays stagnant through the whole thing the movie becomes boring yeah so he's, he's kicked the booze uh, decides to uh he's gonna clean up his act claudia shows up and uh says you know hey i'm i'm sorry for for leaving uh stanley showed up and shit so you know i had to convince him not to hurt you guys same old claudia She's bouncing around from man to man. This time, she's she's meeting up with Roy, but not to like scam him or anything right. like that. Uh, she, you know, bring offers him, you know, sort of an olive branch, and uh, he's like, "No, I don't need your money because I've started doing talks at uh, college campuses." Yeah, he got paid by Trojan 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 for, condoms. Yeah, for yeah. the Rubber Man uh, yeah. nickname. They cut him a check for $500,000. Yeah. And he's like, this is only getting split one way. And he does the charitable thing and gives gives it it to the Amish. Yeah. To save the farm. So that's how we get the happy ending. And uh, everything's cool. And then we see uh, an end with like Blues Traveler. Yeah, Blues Traveler. Playing in the the Amish community. And that takes us. uh, John Popper, I think the guy's the lead singer's name. That's right. Yeah. Oh man, he was the announcer at the bowling tournament, also. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Oh God, Blues Traveler. So I, I, I will never own any Blues Traveler, uh, any any other music. They not, pretty... not because I don't like them, <laughs> but because when I used to be a metal worker, yeah, and I worked in a metal shop. Yeah, had a friend who was a welder, worked in the same shop. Hmm. Yeah, I was a machinist, so I worked on lathes and milling machines, and oftentimes you got a radio playing. You know, to, to, you know, pass the time, you know, listen to music. Right. This guy, this motherfucker, he had an iPod Nano and it only had that one Blues Traveler album on it. And he just played that over and over and over again. And he never had any other music, just that one Blues Traveler album. And I've listened to it so much, I cannot, <laughs> I will not actively seek out and buy any Blues Traveler music. So. <laughs> He just listened to that one Blues yeah. Traveler album. I, I don't think he knew how to put 
very much music on his iPod. He didn't know how to sync his iPod? <laughs> what an idiot. I think he managed to get that one on there. I mean, he's not an idiot. He, he, he's one of my best... You know, he's, he's a really good friend of mine. But... Uh, I, he I, tortured you with Blues he Traveler. Tor- tortured me with Blues Traveler. Yeah. That's not a friend, man. That is not a friend. I know Blues Traveler was huge during that time, but come on, you got to compromise. Yeah. Like maybe uh, uh, one one day I get mm-hmm. to play mine, and then we can do Blues Traveler. And so just I had a lot of days. songs on my iPod. So like every, like one day I'd be like, okay, we're gonna listen to Tom Petty today. Next day it would be like uh, maybe something else. Right? <laughs> I had like a lot of different music, and I'd cycle through it, but. Um, but all he had, all he had was that one Blues Traveler album. I don't remember the name of the album, but it's that same album that the song from the movies on. And I just, I'm burnt out on Blues Traveler, and that was like back in like 2009. I think every, I think everyone <laughs> got burnt out on Blues Traveler well before that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that about wraps her up. Uh, Join us next week. Um, yeah, so I don't know what movie we're going to do next. Uh, so we're really going to have to talk about that. Um, but We don't want to spoil it for you. So, uh, again, my name's Taylor. I'm Jeremy. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Talk- Thank you. Happy viewing. All right, talk to you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.